Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode of Nintendo Voice Chat is sponsored by Gamefly. Listen! Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 425. I'm your host, Zach Ryan, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. Joining me today is my boss's boss's boss, Per Schneider. Hello, Zach. All the way down there, my friend and yours, Casey DeFritis. Hello. And the man, the myth, the legend, Brian Altano. Hello. Brian, what sorts of legendary things have you been getting into this week? Some legendary Zeldas, both from our region and afar. 
Wow. Ooh, so you're playing the Famicom Disk version? Thanks to the power of Nintendo Switch Online, I can play NES games all the time. Whenever I want. Any which way, all <laughs> Everywhere. over the globe. Big change from you. Non-stop. Yeah. Finally, an opportunity for Brian to play the original Legend of Zelda. You guys, this is Nintendo Voice Chat, <laughs> IGN's weekly Nintendo show that you can catch right here on IGN.com every Thursday at 3 p.m. Or, if you're lazy, check us out on YouTube on Friday. That's when we show up there. But every Thursday at 3 p.m., you're guaranteed to see us live right here where we tell you all the hottest Nintendo news, not unlike Brian was just discussing when he was talking about Nintendo Switch Online. That's right. Um, so it's obviously, live. we're going to talk a lot about Nintendo Switch Online, our sort of impressions today, uh, but we're also going to talk about Valkyria Chronicles a little bit later on. Thomas T. Marks will be here to talk about that. He'll probably wear some kind of silly bow tie. Who knows? Um, but then we're also going to tell you what we're playing, and then we've got a couple of quick news hits for you. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. For the next hour, we're going to pump you full of Nintendo news. Um, that was oh, a man. really awful way to put that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Don't do that to hey, them. Wow. <laughs> so, well, anyway, let's do it. Let's yeah. Do a, just a quick, uh, just a hard left, and we're going to talk about uh, the <laughs> Nintendo Switch online service. I can feel myself getting red right now. Yeah. Uh, Don't feel yourself after pumping people full of news. <laughs> you got to stop. You got to <laughs> rein it in. Uh, I want to kick the conversation off with the thing that everyone's kind of talking about this week, and that is the um, en- the instant NES classics library. Yes. Uh, that's one of the things that, that I- I've heard a lot of uh, mention from the two of you, especially. I know that Pear is very jazzed about the, uh, the uh, Japanese pr- accounts allowing you... Uh, to download the Famicom versions, yeah. I'm really you can flustered. Do for free. I, got, I really threw myself. So yeah, here. yeah, you can do it. Just free, deep breath. Thank you. Get in yeah. there. Um, but no, I want to talk a little bit about the the games that are coming to the Famicom library or the uh, yes. NES library here, uh, yeah. through the Nintendo Switch online service. So why don't you guys tell me a little bit about what you guys have been playing, classics wise, this week since <laughs> yesterday? Do you want to start? Well, Super Mario Brothers three. I feel like along with Legend of Zelda are like the two headlining games on the on the platform. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I, am I forgetting anything? I'm well, you're forgetting the original Super Mario Brothers, obviously. Oh, yeah, the Mario Brothers. But 3 is a better game. Come on. Yes, I oh, know. Yeah, but 1 is one, the, probably the most iconic video game of all time, right? Yeah. We it's could, up there. We could call it that. <laughs> I mean, it's... It, yeah. That in terms of, in terms of uh, yeah, in terms of being iconic, yes, I would say the original yeah. Super Mario Brothers did a lot in terms of putting video games on the map. Mm. Um, but I I don't think that anybody on this panel would disagree that there are better Mario games on the NES. And then uh, you, you know I'm a I'm a big Doctor Mario fan, and that was the first game I tried out. I I subscribed to the family plan where you can have up to eight family members uh, by paying thirty five bucks a year, which means you can play across four or multiple switches with only one subscription. Which is a big which difference is great. from mm-hmm. uh, you know from other plans that you can subscribe to for for fifty bucks. Yeah, uh, and so I hooked up my daughter and we both downloaded the uh, NES Classics Collection. We played Doctor Mario online against each other on two switches with one subscription, and nice. it worked beautifully. No um, latency issues or anything like that. No, the Doctor the NES Doctor Mario version is a little more sticky than some of the the, the later versions. Yeah, um, but it, it it was great. Yeah, that's one of those strange games that has been ported and remade and rebuilt. Um, multiple doctors have been involved. There was a, there's oh, Doctor yeah. Wario on WarioWare. There's Doctor Luigi yeah. on the Wii U. Four player uh, versions came. Yeah, later, yeah. and it's and it's always fantastic. 
I don't know where yep. these people are getting their medical licenses. I don't question it. Uh, it's always a really fun game. It's the uh, Hollywood How, upstairs medical school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How the whole um, uh, sort of process of signing up for the online. Perry, you and I were talking about this a bit yesterday. It's almost uh, sort of anticlimactic uh, to go with Zach's theme earlier of weird sexual innuendo. Yeah. Oh, but no. you sign up for this thing and then nothing happens. Don't be the yeah. new eyebrow man. There's no, hey, we're so happy to have you yeah. as a subscriber. You can now download this thing that gets yep. you 20 games. By the way, no, there's nothing like that. It's just like crickets. So it's, you, it's a secret to everybody. And so you have to kick your way over to the eShop where you'll see uh, an icon for the Nintendo Switch online download, which um, as we know on the Nintendo eShop, 30 games launch on that system a week. Yep. So mm -hmm. I don't know if this is going to get buried down or where that well, works. It will so be permanently up. So when you go into the eShop on the left-hand side, there's a list mm -hmm. of all of the different things you can go to. And at, near the bottom, it says Nintendo Switch online. Awesome. Ah. So you just go on that uh, sidebar. Couldn't even get there. there. So that excited. still doesn't really scream <laughs> no. classic retro NES games, no, right? No, not at all. So yeah, it's it's odd. Um, I will say that uh, like yeah, the the six update doesn't even say anything about yeah. it either, which is weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, so the whole process was interesting. You well, can start with a seven day trial, uh, okay. which immediately bumps into like a one month or three month automatically enrolled trial, but you can't do that into a year without sort of pausing and restarting the whole thing. Yeah. So you can't if you're signing up for a year, you don't get a free week. They know you're on board, and they don't give you any bonuses for that. And by signing up for the trial, you cannot pre-order the NES Classic controllers yet yes. because you have to have an active paid subscription to do yeah. that. How so many you people kind of arsed if you do that. How many people thought that they had found a loophole in in <laughs> exploiting the seven-day trial to, to sad, grab yeah. a couple of sad people loophole. who now yeah. have to wait? Hopefully, hopefully, this limitation means there'll always be an ample su uh, supply of these, but you never know, right? There's good news, though, because like you can you can sort of circumvent the overall cost of Nintendo Switch Online, which is effectively dirt cheap. It's like $1.60 a month yep. if you get the $20 yeah. plan mm -hmm. um, by using gold coins that you probably have have stacked up from buying all the games we tell you to buy on the show every single week, such as The Messenger, which you should buy because it's great. Or you uh, do what I did, and I got the family what? membership, mm -hmm. which was super easy, and I went into my group chat and said, hey, who has a Switch who wants Nintendo Online? I just Shh, bought this. Don't tell them. And then everybody Venmo'd you? It's yeah, sweet, and then they Venmo me hack. $4 each, and now we all have Nintendo Online for a year for $4 mm -hmm. each. That's while, you're, uh, <laughs> while you're on Venmo on your phone, download the Nintendo Switch voice chat app, because that's the only way to do voice chat on Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, that was the only bummer. When we were playing Dr. Mario, we got reminded that we had to use the uh, the voice chat app. Weren't you it, sitting it in the same up. room? We were sitting next to each other. <laughs> so that's just like real life Voice chat. I mean, that's just I just chat. Hello, yeah. daughter. Here we go. Nintendo Voice Chat is sponsored by GameFly, the best way to buy and rent your favorite games. GameFly.com gives you access to 9,000 titles, which are mailed directly to your door. For one monthly fee, you can play the latest and greatest games for as long as you want, with no late fees or due dates ever. When you get tired of a game, all you have to do is mail it back and they'll send you the next title on your list. That means you can get Mario Odyssey, collect all 999 Power Moons, visit Peach in Every Kingdom, and place an impossible to find Luigi Balloon before swapping games. It is awesome. And now Gamefly is offering movie rentals as well. Today, every Nintendo Voice Chat listener gets access to a free premium 30-day trial by going to Gamefly.com slash voice chat. That premium trial lets you rent two titles at the same time, and you get it by going to Gamefly.com slash V-O-I-C-E-C-H-A-T slash voice chat. Check it out. 
Uh, no, uh, but but uh, look, this is the return of Virtual Console yeah. for this platform. The new games will get added. Kind over debatable. Yeah. Highly kind debatable. Highly yeah. debatable. I, I, okay, I hesitate to say that this is the return of Virtual Console because the, the joy of Virtual Console is the ability to purchase and hang on to the games that, that you sought after right. on your system. Like so, we, Yeah, because we really you know. guys still have your Wii and your Wii U hooked I got up, them, so you have I've those got games plugged, forever. I've got them plugged in and hooked up right next uh -huh. to my bed every morning. I wake up and I, I turn over and I play myself a little Nintendo your, classic. Your ideal doesn't gem. work. The, that that would work if your purchases transferred over to each new system. You're gonna unplug that. We I know you unplugged that no, week is, years ago. This is not virtual. You're not wrong. Console. Exactly. This is Netflix. Yes. This is what this is. Netflix. Netflix. This is Netflix. Okay. We get copyrighted. We've we Nintendo voice chat. So. <laughs> We're gonna go to jail for that. Uh, so there are 20 games there right now. Um, like all things, uh, to varying degrees of quality. Ice Climber, I hate you. So stop aww. showing up to the party. Time out. You're bad. You're a game about jumping where you can't jump well. Please stop porting this game. No one likes it. We've had so many people in the Nintendo uh, the Nintendo pod, uh, Nintendo Voice Chat podcast forum talk about uh, how much they dislike Ice Climber. Yeah, no and one. No likes one can it. figure out why it, it keeps showing up on these classics collections. Somebody because lost because they're in Smash. It, that <laughs> must. That's the point that I was going to make. Is like Ice Climber had this resurgence because they showed up in Smash. Smash. People mm -hmm. like playing them, but the game, the original game, the source material, still not very. So good. twenty. Never yeah, but maybe so I will now. Twenty but games right now. We talked about Mario's and the Zelda's and stuff. Like don't that. get replaced, or do new ones get so, added? So we that's don't what know. we don't. Know. So here's the list right new here. New ones right? get and added. You can move them around. Uh, greatest is up there. River City Ransom, Double Dragon, some of my favorite. Uh, sort of like you know, they're not they're not AAA first party games, but yeah. they're they're great. They're fantastic. Um, they're all here, and there's a there's a great library here. And in a month, we're gonna get I think nine more games will be added. So from there, I don't know how the system will sort of ebb and flow. Well, I don't it, know if games will vanish. Uh, appear later if they'll go into the Disney vault um, if third-party licenses will expire and things will get pulled away I don't know how any of that works yet and I don't think any of us do the menu scrolls so you you can actually you notice that not everything fits on the screen and it scrolls slightly yep. depending on which version you're on and you can rearrange by the way if you hit the Y button on the uh, on the menu you the can only, rearrange the order of the uh, the box that's the only the thing the Y button does across <laughs> any of these games by the way because you can't remap buttons and yeah, so you can't weird. use uh. it I play Mario you know with my thumb across the the Y and B buttons Same, to right. run and jump. Same. Um, you can't do that here. You can only do X and A or B and A. B and so a. you're like this or like this. Oh. They got They got to add that. But I hope they patch. But my that. point is the menu scroll. So we're not locked into 20 games that have to be renewed. They could grow these things, so they could have like a like things in rotation come in and out. We we just don't know what the, what it's going to be like. We read about the S versions of these games that are mm -hmm. coming out, and I think that has to do with the spectator online aspect that was promised for these things when they originally started talking about them. They said that thing about how like you can watch somebody else beat the Legend of Zelda, or well, you, you can, can yeah. And if but I can watch you. We mm -hmm. have to be connected as friends. Got it. And I can't is, watch a random Brian. That is the other thing. You can only play these games online with people who are your friends. You can't yeah. play with random people. That's but a do you? I mean, do you want to play with random people? Like, I mean, what's, what's you know, what if you don't like, have any friends, Zach? One of the things. <laughs> what if you too real? <laughs> uh, one of the things that that I really enjoy about. It's such a fluffy little additive to these these games. Is I was talking to you about it, but I really like the idea that you can point to people, like point things yeah. out to people, or like clap, clap when they do yeah. something great, or <laughs> troll them. Like I think that's such a clever little ad. Um, 
I don't want to do that to a stranger. That's just weird. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. So. That seems, I mean, it seems odd. It's not funny to me to like, just be like cheering on a stranger. Like, Hey, you did it. But, but how, I, if how I know nice that I'm playing with Brian, be? like, you know, I troll Brian all the time. That's, well, could, yeah, that's fine. You could yeah. keep this for friends list. Cause also maybe someday they'll add the ability to, for like a thousand people to spectate one player. And you right. don't want a thousand hands going across the screen. Going, <laughs> or do you? But like, I do all want things, that. like, I do want that. Like everything actually. with Nintendo. I mean, just give us the option. Like whether or not you plan to use it, I would just, love the option because I you know I look at I look at the online or the friend part of that system and I'm like I would love to be able to jump in a random game of Dr. Mario but my friends aren't on or online subscribers or playing Dr. Mario right now so it doesn't work out and I would just love that option you should play with your baby so backtracking just yeah. a little bit they Nintendo did reveal a list of a couple of games coming out each month so mm -hmm. they're going to add more games in October more games in November more games in December month, is that right? yeah about three a month they didn't say anything about taking any away and if you're interested in the full list of games to come you can check that out on the list of NES games for Nintendo Switch Online on IGN's wiki. NVC brought to you by I made that page. Go look at it. So we, I mean, the answer is we don't know. What we do know is, you know, these games are well emulated. There's the pixel perfect mode that you really like, right? Where it letterboxes it, but the graphics are exactly as you remember them. Yeah, there's the 4.3 option, which stretches it a bit, the pixel perfect option, and then the CRT filter, which gives you the, you know, kind of old school TV scan. The fun for 15 seconds mode. Yeah, which some people really, I don't know, some people prefer. Whatever you want. That's good to have. I think the thing that does suck about the display is that the bottom of the screen, no matter what you're playing, oh. it always says select, start, or L and R at the same time to go to the menu. That is so annoying. There's no way to make it go away. No, it's that's like, just like the that's just like what it was back on the NES, right? There it is. Wasn't there these options back in the day? Um, and on Wii U, they let you remove that. It's like going to your old aunt's mm. house and like the number 12 is permanently displaying on the screen in the upper left, yeah. left corner because she didn't know how to turn off the overlay. Exactly. Oh. It's like that. Yeah, it I, makes me mad. I, it, I, I don't understand it. They've found such a way. I mean, like, let's mm. give some props to the emulation here. This looks so much better than it did on Wii U. So much better. Yeah, it looks like, a lot crisper. Do you remember how dim that was, that system? Um, like, look at those graphics. It's just amazing. <laughs> uh, no, so it's it's really it's really good looking, and the CRT and, and Pixel Perfect effects are awesome to choose from, but the fact that that always says that down there is is kind of hideous. Not a Yeah, fan. that's terrible. Yeah. Like, that is not a good look. Mm -hmm. did, we, did you guys try out cloud saves? I know you did. I saw mm -hmm. your video, Casey. Yeah, Casey has a great save? instructional cloud save video. Um, if you're curious about how to do a cloud save, um, once again, you can go check it out. Not explained, right? Like, yeah. it says no onboarding. If you didn't read up on Nintendo Online, you would be pleasantly surprised that your data is actually backed up for most games automatically, yeah. but you can also manually go in and do stuff, Yes, right? that's true. I think the biggest thing about cloud saves for me, and this is a question mark, like, Casey, <laughs> Casey has been doing exhaustive research into how cloud saves will work, and a lot of the sort of inner workings on uh, a lot of Nintendo Switch Online stuff, but she's been coming over to my desk to talk to me about this stuff kind of like, oh, uh, frequently, right? Like, you, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I just realized that this is a thing, or I just learned XYZ about cloud saves, and I think one of our biggest questions about how cloud saves actually work, um, and a question that I've been getting a lot from uh, NDC fans and, and kind of the general public is like, okay, so what happens if I let my subscription lapse mm -hmm. um do those saves just Man. go away forever are they so if i re-sign up down the road will they be saved for me and then they, you can reinstall them like what's the deal there so that's one of the things the faqs are not very clear on there are multiple faqs for the same topic and they all say different things <laughs> so that was kind of confusing but, but they say um, there is a grace period. There they is, just don't tell us yeah much, they say right? they cannot guarantee 
that they will keep the cloud saves for an extended period of time. What? What does that mean? That sounds like a mafia guy being like, hey, maybe but, something happens. Maybe something doesn't. You never yeah. know. Like, Who what, that's, knows? I can't put my faith in that. But your save data will always still be on your console. Okay. So I guess just don't let it last it was my for too long. Year. That's the thing. Like Pokemon Bank well, is that, that big defeats too. the whole purpose. Like if you, yeah, great. Yeah. Your save data is always on your console, but like mm-hmm. yeah, the whole point of cloud lost. saves is to is to preempt the idea that you would lose or get your switch well, then, stolen. Right? I guess, so, the honestly, way- the only solution to make a hundred percent sure is to never let your subscription lapse, even if you don't have a switch. Like, exactly. Or uh, or not too long. I mean, there's definitely yeah. a grace period. They're mm-hmm. saying that you yes. know. They don't keep it after an extended period of time. Like yeah. for Sony, it's six months. It's six if you months, don't renew it yeah. after six months, they'll bring it back for mm-hmm. Xbox is free, so it's, you don't have to yeah. worry about mm-hmm. it. I, I find that so, interesting. The sort of the difference in the in their approach and all these things. By it, the way, Nintendo just has to put a a, a time frame on yeah. it so that we and then we'll know we, we can sleep at night again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing. So um, if you if you uh, log in with your account on your friend's Switch and you have an online subscription, you can now download. Uh, your cloud saves, right? Yes. So you can play with your save there, and you can while you're logged in, obviously you mm-hmm. can you can save to the cloud again. Yes. And you can download games that you've purchased mm-hmm. on your other Switch on that machine. But the trick is you have to remain connected to the internet for the whole time. And you can only access those games with that one account that purchased them. So well, if you go to a guest account, they can't play it. They're locked mm-hmm. out. Isn't there something about like a seven-day grace period with the internet access? Didn't I? So am I mistaken? Like, so that is for, for NES, NES games. games. Oh, right. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. yeah but yeah. that is also on your main Switch yeah. account. But okay. I don't think that those speculations, um, not speculations, but those um, limitations affect NES games. Yeah. yeah. So the NES game thing, it effectively verifies that you're who you are. It's, a, it's essentially a check-in, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. A week. Yeah, they want to make sure that you're around and that you're, yeah. yeah, which is fine unless like you're you're traveling and you can't connect your system to Wi-Fi or whatever it is, or it's been six days and you get. I mean, a, unless you're going flight. to like the deepest jungles of Costa Rica, like I, I feel like you're probably not going to have. Or a super connecting hard time. your switch to uh, most hotels. <laughs> That's yeah. also that true. Yeah, the, I've run into that issue. Yeah. yeah, I've had but, I've had trouble with that. In but the, best. the the good news is here. The thing we've asked for on so many episodes of NVC to have an account that can travel with you, that's finally happened. Yeah. And so Definitely. if you buy a new Switch, it's pretty easy for you to now log in on a second machine or transfer permanently. It's all made a lot easier. There is just that limitation, which is not present on the other console set. On one Switch, if, if you want multiple accounts to be able to access online play, they have to be part of a family plan because mm-hmm. it's it's no longer, online access is not tied to your Switch. It's tied to that one account if it's mm-hmm. a single account or you have to manually add friends, um, other accounts mm-hmm. to your, to your yeah. subscription. Yeah, No, yeah. They're, they're, they are finally delivering on this kind of stuff we have been asking for years on the show. The show is literally named after a, a running joke about a thing Nintendo Used no. to not yeah. have it all. I mean, it still barely has now. So it's yeah. it's 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 there. And it's, but it's called not... Nintendo Voice Chat, which yeah. is yeah. hilarious. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's also true. It's pretty good. There's, I mean, I feel like there's some good news in online, but there are all these limitations where it's like, it's it's not quite a program yet, Did right? You... Like it isn't PS Plus, it isn't no. Xbox Live. It is definitely it's lower price too. Well, and so that's you get what yeah. you pay for. That's yeah. the thing that I was going to say. Like a, a lot of people were were in the comments last week talking about how you know the price doesn't really have an impact on what the what the service is. I don't know why that's the voice of our viewer. Like that one. That's well, that's yeah. the price. But yeah. um, honestly, it does, right? Like yeah. I think that the, the idea that you're only paying twenty dollars a year mm-hmm. means that there are limitations to what Nintendo can provide for you in terms of an online service. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that they're 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 doing an amicable job with what they've got now. I'm excited to see what the possibility is for like a 
$30, membership down the road that's like a, sure. a you know, an mm-hmm. NSO Plus membership or something like that. You unlock the yeah. Super Nintendo on library. Well, and that's <laughs> the other thing. It's like so many people are talking to me about, uh, you know, what games do you want to see on the NES uh, lineup come to Nintendo Switch Online or, or will we ever see Super Nintendo games? And like the fact of the matter is, is like Nintendo is already printing money off of the NES Mini and uh, the SNES Mini, right? Like, yep. they're already doing that work elsewhere. Right. So it doesn't really make sense from a business standpoint to provide these for free uh, yet again, mm-hmm. outside of the fact that it's like, hey, you're clearly a Nintendo fan. Here's a little bonus for signing up for this service. And, you know, here's you know X amount of games to play. Yeah, and we'll no. see what that rotation looks the like. The SNES Classic forward. was the best-selling console of the month a couple months ago. Um, and I wonder what that have looked like had they launched SNES Classics on Switch that's same month for mm-hmm. sure probably would have eaten each other but no. uh the thing that's interesting is right now the branding is specifically nintendo any or nintendo entertainment system games online like it's yeah. nes online there's nothing about this that really opens the doors to anything else yep. they're focusing entirely on nes with the special offers thing where you can buy nintendo joy cons that are themed after the nes yep. that only work with these games online, they right. will not work with anything Which is else in the system. That's it's very so, so strange. strange. Yeah. Like I would love to play a game like The Messenger or something yeah. on an NES. You know, like brought, brought to you, you by, by The Messenger. The, not brought to you by. <laughs> not, that's uh, a joke. Uh, yeah. No, the, the or the I, Mega Man collection. Yeah. There are yeah. six NES games but, right in there. Maybe they can pa- they can be patched. I hope so. They can happen. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, for one final pro tip, if you haven't done this yet, create a Japanese account on your Switch as a secondary or tertiary, however many you have. Sign up. Um, for the eShop with that account, download the Japanese Famicom uh, on, collection, <laughs> and you don't have to add your Japanese account to your family. You can now go back to your US or UK, whatever account you have, and play the Famicom games with yes. that subscription. So you can download these the the software for free even without a subscription, and then access it with your regular. Which account. is awesome because I'm playing. I'm five hours into like the Legend of Zelda disc system version of right. the original version of. That if you've game. never played it, really uh, cool. the the disc system had an additional sound channel, so the music is much better. It has like these bells. weird synthy sounds and little bells in the background. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say too. Right now, those libraries are identical, but if mm-hmm. you look at the NES Classic and the Famicom Classic, they had separate libraries. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling they'll start to branch they'll off, and you'll upcoming, probably get access to different games. Yeah, you're talking about two. You're talking about different? serving two completely mm-hmm. different audiences. Not that yeah. I saw. Yeah. Okay, uh, Brian, I did want to ask you: How is your first time playing through the original Legend of Zelda? Are you? Enjoying it's really it? good. I think I'm hearing good stuff about this elf boy. I met an old man in a cave. He gave me a sword, and there was a woman on a mountain, and mm-hmm. uh, she she gave me a letter, and then everything's been going really great. Yeah, that's awesome. I got a thing called a boomerang, which like you throw, but it comes back to you. It's Crazy. It's really wild stuff out there. You can save up money and buy stuff. Uh, You're going to love it. One last thing before we we move on to our next topic. Uh, I I just want to put this out there because I like this idea too. Sir Mr. Midnight uh, in our chat says, I'd prefer the Super Mario All-Stars versions of the NES games because they are so much better. Which is a catch-22 because that is a Super Nintendo game of NES basically remakes. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it's it's much, much better. That's the first version that I played when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I just had that game, so I had all of the games. We you know, there's, look there's at you. Like, Check like, out the big brain on Casey. There's weird like hit detection <laughs> stuff in that game. That's like like the pixels are just slightly off and jumps are slightly different. Yeah, yeah, little yeah. Th- so different like, physics okay. engine. Yeah, since both yeah. games still exist, I know I'm good with it. Yeah, since bo- since both games still exist, that's right. Uh, I we're talking a lot about these classic NES games that we've been playing uh, in the last couple of days, but I, I did want to talk about uh, some contemporary games that we've been palling around with. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, the Capcom Beat 'Em Up Collection, which very contemporary. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no. I, I did see you the catch. See? I, I, yeah. I see the juxtaposition there. Nice but, setup. Yeah. See that ad? 
for that yes. game. Yes. No. It is. Yeah. You have to watch it. Yeah. It is amazing. It's really funny. I, I really did think I was watching an early 90s commercial. Mm -hmm. I nice. had no idea until the very end. They're like, for the Nintendo Switch. And I was like, oh. Yeah, they kind of nailed it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this just launched. We found out about this in the Direct last week. Right. Uh, and it's already out, which is cool. It's 20 bucks. I think it's like six or seven. Uh, I want to say classic beat-em-ups, but I guarantee you, <laughs> unless you grew up going to Japanese arcades in the 90s, you've probably never played most of these. I know I hadn't. Uh, Final Fight is the most recognizable one of the bunch here, obviously. I, I, I feel like there's an argument for Captain Commandos. As well, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I had never really don't played. know any of these yeah, games. I've never played Captain Commando. Um, but you can ride an ostrich. I'm now yeah. I want to play it because you yeah. can ride an ostrich, obviously. So they're doing a lot of cool stuff here. There's online play, obviously. One of the things that uh, I think holds this collection back from even some of the other ones that Capcom's done, like Street Fighter, like the Disney Afternoon collection, like the Mega Man collection, is that there aren't really a lot of options in terms of like filters and effects and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, you can't change the pixel ratio, you can't add a CRT effect or anything like that, which the NES games. So we just talked about you can um that said once you're in there i think they look really clean you have some mm -hmm. border options and that's about it uh but there's also like some concept art and stuff you can so, go look at and that's the thing that i wanted to shout out about these collections like capcom has been doing some serious work in terms of uh digging through their old libraries, putting together these collections, and then adding stuff for these diehard fans that is really super cool. Like, I'm a huge Mega Man fan. Uh, having the ability to get the Mega Man Legacy collections, yep. um, both the regular, the standard Mega Man games, and now Mega Man X on Switch with all these additional, like, you know, there's cutscenes and there's concept art and all this museum stuff that they yeah. put together and I think that Capcom is doing that so much better than other collections like they're really taking the time and the care to make them really worthwhile to fans of the genre yeah. watching I will say that watching the uh, the announcement from uh, the Nintendo Direct was one of my favorite parts because Brian was very excited about several of these games but then a lot of them he was like well, what, is, what this? is this you, you, <laughs> what the you hell played is a lot of Final Fight in our arcades as well yeah, yeah I did too yeah. We, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine we just put way too many quarters into this machine and then I bought the Super NES guy version Final yeah, Fight yeah, yeah. guy is what mm -hmm. it was called because they Mm -hmm. One of the characters. In oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm a huge fan of this genre. I think for from the top level, it just kind of looks like a simplistic, you know, walk left and beat up dudes in their underwear type of game. Yep. But it's it's really a lot deeper than that. And I think what was exciting about this was I was like, oh, there's like five or four or five beat em ups from one of the best beat em up companies in history that I've never played before that are just here now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think for twenty bucks, it's a no brainer. I wish it had some more options in it. I'll play. Yeah, it. but I mean, the counterpoint to that is that there are over ten thousand punches. In all those yeah, games. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, and you can eat street meat and pick up a chicken off the don't, floor don't and get health. Soul. Street don't meat. do that in real life. Uh, the next one I, I have not been playing because <laughs> it makes me squeamish to uh. think about it, but we're talking about Surgeon Simulator. Pear <laughs> said uh, he, he was playing some of it, but maybe not a huge fan of what's going on over there? No, it's it's one of those games that's just really funny to watch, okay. right? It's like you you have motion controls in this game mm -hmm. where, you know, the... Oh, there he is. As you... There's uh, the surgeon. Oh, you see, you see the surgeon. But the uh, the hand on the screen mimics <laughs> your hand as you're holding the Joy-Con. Okay. And you can uh, press buttons to close and open the hand. You can move it up and down. And then you realize that what you do in the real world does not quite translate into the virtual world. The game has a really funny, weird yeah. sense of humor. Yeah, and so what inevitably happens is like you're holding a little bone saw and you're trying to cut some bone to do like open heart surgery and you're hitting everything but the bone and and it's like it's horrible. This is like the 2018 it's, update it's, to, to uh, uh, Operation, right? It's like, a yes. little bit 
too broken. Like <laughs> I, I managed, so I managed to finish the first oh level with motion controls last night and it was really hard. Uh -huh. And my strategy is that the first thing you have to do is to get, so in surgery, like you might have, you have a needle to inject your patient with that stops yep. the bleeding automatically. So, just uh, like in real life. yeah, just like yeah. in real life. And in this game, that needle is clipping into a metal dish. Yeah. Just like in real life. And it's stuck inside of the other pixels. So your first goal is to remove the needle from the dish. That's surgery though. So you can actually access it later when you need it, when your patient's bleeding out. So That's after true. you get that, and you've probably stuck yourself with it, so you're probably hallucinating. It's you got to put that down, and then you stab yourself with the uh, solution to that that mm -hmm. will fix your hallucinations. Then you can get the hammer and break all of the ribs, remove all the rib pieces, take a scalpel, uh, cut through the esophagus, so move that out of the way. Stop, uh, cut through the heart uh, muscle bands, <laughs> take that out, and then plop the new heart in, and you're done. There you go. Just you like in real. That's those so those, gross. Those I, tips. I was getting squeamish playing this game. And I'm like, I'm a huge fan of like <laughs> horror movies. Like they, they don't impact me at all. But this was just like, it's even though this bad. is cartoony, like I'm drilling through this guy's rib cage and my arm was flipping around in the air, and I just I slid my hand across his neck by accident. He didn't. <laughs> He died later. He didn't die from that. Yeah. But like, brutal just, murder. He's just like, oh, and blood shooting at it. It's just like you have to. You, you have to play it with them. friends. You have yeah. to play it with friends. There it is, is just. Mode. It's all about. It's janky. By the way, the default mapping for the controls is awful. It's and there's so there's no way for you to recalibrate your Joy Cons in the game. You have to quit out of the game and then go back in. And Honestly, uh, I think right. it sounds like you guys are having a great time with this. So I mean, I'm really glad I, you put it, it on the. The original game was janky. Level. That was the attraction. You you decide whether that's what you want to play on your Switch. I I play this game on. It's funny. Uh, I don't know if it's it, fun. is, it is funny. I played it in VR. I played it with traditional controls, uh, and now it's available with with Joy-Con controls. And you can also, I think, like you can play it. Why have you played this so many times? It's this this game's been ported to a lot of different platforms. Or is it your number one favorite game? I think oh. that's the other thing too. <laughs> no, I, I always give it a shot because I'm always just like, I wonder what. Maybe this will be the version that works. Well, or like I wonder which ver like which horrific surgery game works best. Like, is it best in VR? Is it best right. in house and keyboard? Tra Trauma, Trauma Center is a better My game man. and it has a has a kind of like a crazy story to it yeah and it's just more playable than this one but this one's they're playing yeah. it no, it's i was i was waiting it's for an opportunity basically i was waiting for an opportunity to cut in here and ask like when uh, can we like trauma no i love center. trauma center i would yeah. love another oh man a motion control trauma center yeah. with yeah. the joy cons i want it let's yeah. do it uh we, we got to move on but we got to talk about uh the gardens between pair this is a, a fun puzzler that you've been playing a lot of right yeah it's a you know when you see it 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 may when you watch videos and you just kind of look at it, it may seem like a Zack and Wiki type game where you have like a you know a screen and you're interacting with it but what it what it really is it's this kind of like time forward backward puzzle game mm -hmm. where you have two characters and you know the story is deeper than you think when when you watch it there's a point to this game but you have this male and this female character who are walking through these levels and all you're doing is pressing left and right mm -hmm. left to reverse time right to forward and you send, can then see the characters step forward and you can pick up ah, these uh, you neat. can pick up these orbs and place them in different in different areas to unlock stuff and freeze yeah. things and like by just going backwards and forwards and figuring out when to hand off that orb somewhere, you solve these kind of like puzzle islands. Yeah, think of a sort of like 3D puzzle game that takes place on the plate of a turntable that you can sort of rewind or yeah, like yeah, pull yeah. back and pull forward. Um, and I like the the amount of 
sort of cleverness that they were able to exude wow. from this one simple mechanic is really smart. It's also like straight up one of the most beautiful games on Switch, hands down. Like just the the art in this game is so gorgeous, and there's a lot of really cool things just hidden around these worlds, like everyday, regular, ordinary objects, and then also video game controllers and like just like weird thing, like weird artifacts it's, of like '90s. Their stuff their memories with. are being reflected in these islands, and mm -hmm. so pieces like them, you know, playing video games in the past are like stuck in that island. Right. You know, like that those memories are there. It so. looks really interesting. What, yeah. is, is there something kind of akin or, or something that you can kind of compare it to it's, in terms of... It's a slow-paced game. I can't think of anything to compare really? yeah. it to. Yeah, it's I mean, Zack and Wiki is the closest I thing. Love, but Wiki you did mention Zack and Wiki at the top. More, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Zack and Wiki was more free, free roaming. Yeah, yeah, this is more... Mm -hmm. it, it, it is very, very simple in its setup. Mm -hmm. But even in terms of like tone and, and feel, like you think it's it's more so along the lines of like a Zack and Wiki... What was Jonathan mm -hmm. Blow's game before The Messenger, the... Braid. Braid. Yeah. yeah. It's got elements of that, I would say. But yeah. without the skill without the and the, like, yeah, the skill the jumping. And I, think, this is very... I think you're thinking of The Witness. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Anyone, Brought to you by The Messenger. Any, anyone can play this. I have a, like, so it's not I've a played, skill I've played the first four or so levels. Does it get more challenging? Because I found it to be very simple. Yeah, it gets more complicated as to when you hand off the orb mm -hmm. and how you time things. But it's not... It's not a huge, like it's not a very difficult game. It's okay. more about like seeing the interactions and it the is, chain reactions. Did you see the domino track? You trigger a domino track and like mm -hmm. it's little little yeah. things like that. It's really more cool. so about the experience yeah. than it is about the mechanics behind yeah. it. That's really interesting. Some clever yeah. puzzles, though, where you yeah. go, oh, that's it cool. is really clever. Yeah. I think it's cool. totally totally worth a look. And and Pear's not the only one in the office that I've heard talking about it. I've heard a few people recommend it to me. Yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, Casey, you wanted to talk about Reigns, King and Queens. Yeah. Oh, so so evil. That game is so evil. It is. Not I you. love it. Oh. <laughs> um, so I started playing this game. It came out on Steam a while ago. It's made by Digital Devolver and, and Mobile. And mobile. Um, Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital. You my used bad. The backwards time travel. Devolver thing, Digital. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Just Casey. Thank you, Brian. Time. <laughs> um, so at first, it seems like a very simple deck game. You get dealt a card, and you have to choose. Um, to agree with it or to not agree with it. And depending on your decisions, it affects the four levels of your kingdom. So you're a king or a queen. You have to appeal to the church, the people. You have to maintain your power and maintain Army. your money. Yeah. So, for example, the church might ask you to donate the money to save orphans. And if you do that, you will <laughs> raise your popularity with the church and the people. You got little money, displays that show yeah, it going exactly. up and down. Yeah. yeah, but your money will lower. But if you deny them, your money will raise, but your the church and the people will not like you. Um, but you can't have the meters go all the way up or all the way down, or you will die in a very interesting way. <laughs> um, it seems super simple at first, but after I died a couple of times as queen and was reborn as a new queen, I realized... There is way more to this game than it seems. There is a whole storyline, and it's really interesting, and I got super obsessed with it. I started playing it like eight. I finished. Super clever game. Yeah. Many picked this I played as until the mobile two in game the of the year when it came out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. really clever. Check it out. It's totally worth the couple of dollars. Right on. Uh, Pear, you wanted to do a little show and tell this week. Oh, uh, Tell me a little bit about this uh, incredible book that you brought on the show. Yeah, I bought this uh, book, GameCube Anthology, uh, this, this nice little book. Um, it's made by Geeksline Publishing in France. They actually did a, a Kickstarter, and they've done uh, an uh, N64 version and a PlayStation version as well. And it's Gorgeous just, books, by the way. The, if, the N64 one is super cool. Yeah, if you're into, into uh, you know, physical books, what this gives you is... 
in one volume every GameCube game ever made. And, you know, you learn that there have been uh, 647 games released on the GameCube, 80 of which only came out in Japan. And you get a little write-up for each one with clean screenshots and clean box art. So they did all the research. Uh, you know, some of this stuff gets uh, gets lost as well. There's some artwork included as well, if you want oh, to hold cool. that up. Oh, cool. Oh, rad. But uh, what's what's really interesting, uh, they, um, they write up about the Triforce hardware that was used in the GameCube, and it right. shows you the games they were in. It gives you a full breakdown of all the genres for the uh, the GameCube. Do you want to guess what the most popular genre was from a volume Platformer? of games? That's what you'd think, Action. right? No, it's sports. Oh, what? my God. Oh, 23% I... of all GameCube games were sports. 11% racing, 11% action, and only 10% platform. And that's because Acclaim and EA were at it like crazy with Konami, oh, man. All-Star Baseball every year. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so what was the least represented genre? Uh, miscellaneous. Uh, miscellaneous. Board games, music games, reflection, life games, compilation, uh, shoot em up. There's not a lot of shmups. Yeah, <laughs> FPS only four percent. I was gonna say not a lot of first-person shooters on Despite the game. Time, time splitters and you know some of the third-party. So party you jobs. said you got this through a Kickstarter campaign? No, I they they sent us a, a copy. Thank you very much of this, mm. but there was a Kickstarter for this. I kickstarted um, the the previous one, and um, and I really like these books. And there yeah, were awesome. yeah, with the Kickstarter there were some limited edition GameCubes. There's a Zelda limited edition GameCube, yeah. which is like made out of wood, and there's a Star Fox one, which was made they out got, of a spaceship. Yeah, they, it was crazy. And they have all <laughs> this, so they have all the special. Special edition controllers and the Panasonic Q, all of that in the book as well. So if you're interested in this book, it's about 50 bucks. They're different versions, like a, a collector's edition. Just uh, Google Geeksline Publishing and you'll find them. I'd say Pick that would up. make a, a really good gift. Yeah, yeah, so. it's really cool. I mean, GameCube holds a very near and obviously I'm hosting a Nintendo show. It obviously <laughs> holds a place very near and dear to my heart. But it is one of my favorite consoles of all time, and even more so than the Nintendo 64 version of of this book. I'm really, really interested in uh, like taking a closer look at this anthology. And it's also really nice because right before we came in here, Pear said that he would give me that Zelda art that comes with it. So that's really cool of you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I will definitely yeah. do that. Thank you. That's a very nice gift. Also, quick tip. If your GameCube ever died, you could gut it and turn it into a lunchbox. Sure. Why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break. Thank you very much, Pear, for my gift. This is very nice. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we've actually got a word from Brian coming over from our YouTube channel. You know um, it. So stick around. We'll be back in a couple minutes with Tom Marks to talk about Valkyria Chronicles 4. Here we go. We're back, and guess what? We brought Tom Marks. Hello, Tom. Hi, Tom. So lovely to see you. Tell us about your bow tie. Uh, this one, I, I don't know. I got this one a while ago. Uh -huh. It's from a place called thetiebar.com. The Thai Bar. Yeah, it's a good place. Okay, right Hot on. Tips. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's just get back into it. Uh, Tom, we brought you on to talk about Valkyria Chronicles 4. Yes. But we're not going to do that right now. First, okay. we want to touch on a couple more news <laughs> things. So uh, the first thing, first and foremost, uh, Fortnite bundle was announced recently. Fortnite, I hear, is a very popular video game these uh, days. I don't even know what that is. That's right. So we got a Fortnite Switch bundle coming. Uh, they're calling it the Double Helix Edition. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I think that's referring to DNA. Um, the It launches on October 5th, 2018. That's this year, if you're counting, mm -hmm. uh, for $299, uh, and it comes with a thousand V bucks. The double which, helix set, which contains a character outfit, back bling, glider, and pickaxe, and a thousand V bucks is ten dollars. Yeah. So, first and foremost, big question on my mind: what What is back bling? It's a backpack. Yeah. Yeah. That's a backpack. Yeah. It's, okay. a, it's, it's one of the four like traits of sort of swappable character okay. icons you can add to. As a guy who played many, many hours of Fortnite, I don't think I ever actually like looked into any of the character <laughs> customization. I always what? just did like... Yeah, really no, I played... Yeah. I, the, did I, you pay for it? 
I, I paid for seasons. Yeah, but okay. I was like, I mean, I got stuff. And That's the whole, the whole hook of that game like, is unlocking cosmetic items. But you have to buy them and unlock them by doing your weekly challenges if you have the pass. Yeah, no, but I mean, that's that's what kept me going was going like, I'm level 17, but at level 30 is this cool new thing. Yeah. So And I can wear it and then I'll, I'll add it to my sort of like archive of clothes. if you will. I guess I'm just not that into uh, vanity progression. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I was I was stuff. watching Steven play Fortnite earlier today. Well, that's there's, always fun. There's a fifteen dollar <laughs> glider that's literally a giant dragon that breathes fire. Yeah, and I yeah. Was like maybe I should start playing Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. Steven is one of our gameplay experts who is just like amazing at Fortnite. Mm-hmm. It's really incredible. The majority of our Fortnite videos come through him. I, yeah. I appreciate the sort of progression system in this game because it makes it so I can take a couple weeks off and come back and not feel like everybody's. Eight billion levels You're right. stronger sure. than me. You're right. Yeah. Like if somebody has a backpack I don't have, I can live with it. But if like everyone's level seventy and I'm level five and they're that makes them stronger. You yeah. quit. Um like I've like I tried that with Star Wars Battlefront where I was just like, Oh, everybody's just got cooler stuff than me. Like yeah. I'm, I'm out. So. I don't know any games that I like to play that do that often. <laughs> Destiny too. Um <laughs> all, I really want to know. The thing about this bundle, we're getting a lot of Switch bundles these yes. days. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, to me, seems... I mean, it's very cool for Fortnite to get bundled in with the Switch. I think Switch is a really great platform for Fortnite. Do you think it's worth the price of admission here? I mean, it's a it's a standard price on a Switch, and you get a, a, some bonuses? What do you I think? mean, if you like Fortnite, you don't have a Switch, why not? Mm-hmm. Frank, is, Frankie, I mean, do you like Fortnite enough to, to go all in on the Switch version? Like, I think maybe that's what they're hoping. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think that what this bundle is, is literally a Switch with the word Fortnite on the box. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. That is, that is the point of this it, is, yeah, right? This Look, is, there it is, right yeah. there. I mean, this is not for people who love Fortnite on Switch. This is for people that love Fortnite and don't have a Switch. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, this and is going to sell fine. a lot of units. I don't know who paid who for this, but everyone <laughs> is going to get rich off of this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If, if this was a bundle that was like $350 mm-hmm. and had a free-to-play game and some cosmetics in it, I would be like, this is lame. But the yeah. fact that it is the same MSRP, it's the same mm-hmm. price, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, yeah, if you're into Fortnite, this is probably the Switch bonus. you want to get. Even yeah. if you're not it's into Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Even if you've never played before, you might as well get some free stuff and try out a new game, yeah, right? right. If, if you've heard about... Especially for, like, the same price of admission, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. I think it's going to be under a lot of Christmas trees and, and mm-hmm. the, the, the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they put presents yeah, Hanukkah under trees, Kwanzaa trees. Hanukkah bush, actually. It's the menorah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But, but they don't put stuff under it, do they? No. So that's where I think fell It's apart. in the same general <laughs> area. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Christmas. Um, Christmaca. Talking about games that are already out, uh, Dark Souls is finally getting its stress test. Uh, it's coming uh, the 21st of this September. Weekend. This weekend, yeah. From uh, 10 a.m. to 2 each day. That's the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Um, friendly reminder, it is going to be released finally on uh, October 19th. I-, I think that this is important just to throw in there because a lot of people are asking last week after mm-hmm. the Direct, like, where the hell was Dark Souls? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. why didn't they talk about Dark Souls? And this stress test is something that they talked about way back when they first announced that um, Dark Souls was coming to Switch, mm-hmm. the, the remaster. Um, I- I've played Dark Souls... Uh, n- on PlayStation 4 uh, most recently, and it was obviously, like, works well there. Um, I'm curious to see, like, what you guys think about getting into Dark Souls on the Switch and what this stress test means for, you know, newcomers. So, for starters, you can download this right now. It's, like, 900 megs. It's on the eShop. It doesn't actually do anything. It'll show you the From Software logo on your Switch, which is a nice novelty oh, for the so time exciting. being. Oh, it's so exciting. But when the stress test launches, you'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought this game a couple months ago on PS4, played the first three hours, and I was just like, 
I'm stopping because I want to try this again on Switch. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to play this like while I watch TV shows. Like le- you can't play Dark Souls while watching TV. <laughs> well, shows. you can like level up and grind. Okay. Like that's a big yeah. part of it. And then okay. it's all it's all systems go when it's time to fight a boss or something like. Okay, that. Okay. But mm-hmm. I can I, I can run around some you know kill a bunch of those dumb bridge men and hit them. I'm so curious what TV show goes well with Dark Souls, though. The Wire. It's the greatest TV show of all time. That's actually a pretty good answer. I mean, I feel like that's your answer to everything. It really is. I'm watching it again right now. Are you really? Yeah. It's a great show. And how's the Dark Souls integrations? I don't know yet, because uh, I'll tell you this weekend when the stress test is <laughs> on Nintendo Switch. Uh, but obviously the big game that we're talking about this week is Valkyria Chronicles 4, which is why Tom Marks is here. I uh, mean, there's also other reasons, like you're just a really, a really nice dude. But you you recently <laughs> reviewed uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4 for us, and did, you gave man. it what? I gave it an 8-7. Hey, that's good. It's a mm-hmm. it's great, it's even. Great. Yeah. Uh, very great. That's very great. Yeah, Jesus, no, I keep doing this. That is an almost amazing. <laughs> yeah, I sure. really, really love the Valkyria so Chronicles. So what series. you're saying is, Valkyria Chronicles is just as good as Spider-Man on PlayStation. That's 4. exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying, but that's what every comment ever exactly. is saying. Yeah. yeah, people don't understand that like the Home Depot and the McDonald's in your town have the same Yelp score, but that doesn't <laughs> mean anything. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean anything. They're doing different things. Which one is McDonald's in this situation? I wonder. Is I don't know. The real question. Uh, Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man, definitely. Uh, So tell us about Valkyria Chronicles. (laughs) Valkyria Chronicles uh, is a... It's the weirdest strategy game you will ever play. So... It, I love me, the first one. Yeah, let me give let me give the my like my one sentence explanation of this game. Please do. Is this is my favorite thing? Yeah, yeah. It's a J, JRPG strategy game set in an alternate reality World War II that is a mix of turn based and real time third person shooter combat. Correct. It is the weirdest thing you will ever see. Uh, but it somehow that like I, I describe it in my review as if, if somebody in like a game design conference was like just put up some genres on a dartboard and just like started throwing a word cloud yeah and was just like yeah that'll work like mm-hmm. it is really really weird but it feels so so good to play it's probably closest in the Nintendo realm to something like Fire Emblem yeah. but, with a, but with a very very different combat system in that when you choose a unit there's no grid and you actually zoom into the battlefield take direct control of them and you walk around and enemies can shoot at you while you're walking. And then when you aim, you actually go into a little third-person mode and reticle and, and, and have a reticle and yeah. fire on them. And then you go back out and you go back to the battlefield map and choose another unit and go in again until you run out of points. Uh, it also has a very overdramatic JRPG story. It's got classes and leveling that way. It's got items. You can customize your troops. All the troops in the game have backstories and personalities and VO and you can learn their history it's it's really really cool uh, well, and they'll work together better based on like yeah, who you have in your party and things that's like a, that that's a very yeah. Fire Emblem thing too they right. have people that they like more and if you pair them with them then they'll they'll proc these special abilities called potentials more often they're also level up quicker and then that unlocks their side stories quicker which gives them new abilities mm-hmm. uh, and these are all just random characters like there's something like 30 or so maybe even a few more than that potential people you can have in your squad, but you can only put like 10 of them into a field at a time. So you can basically go the entire game without seeing, if you wanted, two-thirds of the cast of this game. And all those characters still have backstories and VO and unique situations that they can get in and stories that you could be ignoring. And you're not ever going to see all of them, and you're not really supposed to in a single run. Right. Casey, you got to sit down with Tom and yes. play uh, some of the opening hours of Valkyria mm-hmm. Chronicles 4. Now, first of all, how, how familiar are you with the series? So I've never played Valkyria Chronicles before. Okay. I played for a few hours before our stream, and oh my gosh, I was overwhelmed by all the menus and details and 
and things I could read. There's a lot like, of that. I was going into every single character available to me because they're all available at the start. You just have a list of like 20 characters mm-hmm. you can look at and read their potentials and read a paragraph of their backstory. And I was trying not, I had to stop myself and be like, <laughs> I, I just have to play the game. But um, I found it was so interesting. Like one of the first things I noticed is that one of my characters, um, is bad at talking to girls. So if he's next to, yes, he's shy. So if he's next to girls, he like lower, his evasion is lowered. And so not all potentials are good. Just like in real life. (laughs) But some people really like nature. So if they feel the dirt beneath their feet, they'll get an attack buff. And some people really think tanks are awesome. So like they'll get a defense boost if they're next to a tank. I just love tanks. Yeah, no, No, he 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 literally says, his name is Allard. He's an engineer. And when you walk walk next to a tank, a little thing that pops up that says (laughs) tank freak. And he goes, I love tanks <laughs> even even if it's an energy boost. even if it's, it's an great. enemy tank yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah uh, it, it, there's a lot of little things like that and it's so very it's personal. so fun yeah. it's really interesting it's really cool it really personalizes the characters so much more than you would ever get like we you have favorites and I was getting attached to characters too it's like oh you're my new favorite like mm-hmm. you're so cute and like you have these really interesting perks and techniques and personality traits and it's way more interesting than just having just soldier number two be on your team it makes you actually care about if they have permadeath or not (laughs) yeah that totally makes sense i I played the uh the original valkyria chronicles and the sequel back when they released and most recently they they did a remaster for the first one i re-reviewed that for ign yeah and i'm really really surprised at how similar this one looks Mm -hmm. um i know that there's been many entries in the series um you know in between that that time but it remains largely unchanged which i think is really great because like i'm not a strategy guy um, and I loved the gameplay in this game uh, or in the original Valkyria Chronicles just because of that simple addition of like, okay, well, once you have your position on the map, you can zoom in and move your character manually and fire on somebody manually. And it's not just a series of inputs and repetition. Like, I think it, that's really interesting. It feels like you have a little more control than when you are looking at like a Fire Emblem map and you drag your unit over to another unit and says, okay, you have an 88% chance or whatever, you know, whatever strategy system you're doing otherwise. Uh, the interesting thing about you saying it hasn't changed is this game is actually a return to form for the series. So it's really going back way. to its roots. Yeah. The second game and the third game, which didn't even release outside of Japan, uh, were both PSP exclusive mm-hmm. and they were pre, they, they were, they were very similar, but they were a little different. So they had much, much smaller maps that were connected by these little teleport points. And so it was a lot more broken up, where the the first game and the fourth game have these huge battlefields that you're fighting on. Mm. Uh, And then the... There was a spin-off called Valkyria Revolution, which was almost more like Dynasty Warriors than Valkyria Chronicles, and it was not great. Uh, It was very weird and very, very... You don't need to play that game. Um, And now this one is the closest thing to the first game that they've made yet. And so it's really, really exciting for me because the the first Valkyria Chronicles game is just one of my favorite strategy games ever, hands Mm -hmm. down. And this feels like the first real proper sequel to that game maybe I I didn't play the sequels like for some reason I was thinking that I had played multiple Valkyria Chronicles games but maybe I'd only played the first one you could have played the second I I mean I didn't import any of them so like I definitely didn't so (laughs) So, and also a clarification even though this is Valkyria Chronicles 4 uh, the story is happening simultaneously as the first one so you don't have to play any of the previous ones to know what's going on that's really interesting you can can just go into this you'll get a lot of little flavor stuff about like all the characters the main characters yeah I was gonna ask you about the flavor what does it taste like (laughs) (laughs) don't Uh, try blueberry definitely (laughs) blueberry uh yeah you you get a lot of stuff like about like their hometown is a a country called Galia Mm -hmm. and that's basically not mentioned much in this game but is 
all what the first three games are about is Galia and the fighting in Galia. Uh, so you get stuff like that, but you can just jump into the fourth and you don't need to know the other games at all. Also, interestingly, the first game's remaster is coming to Switch uh, next month, that's I believe. Awesome. Oh, cool. So if And that's $20, but if you own the fourth one, it's $5 off on the eShop. Cool. So if you're interested in Valkyria Chronicles, right now is a pretty good time to get into both it. both stories in tandem. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there you don't need to play one before the other. Right. Brian, you've been playing a lot of this game, too. What do you think about it? I think it's great, and I think it's probably the best video game ever made of all time. Yeah, I, I figured you'd say something. Like I have a question for you. Why is there always like a like a foggy cream around the outside of the screen? The this, this, this is a, <laughs> It's a very interesting way of putting it. Uh, the first game had this thing where and the fourth game kind of picked it back up where you're not actually playing through the game chronologically it's there a, it is you're reading a book that's telling the story of this war and so the entire game is stylized as if it's these watercolor paintings in a book and so the whole theme or the whole style of the game has this sort of thing where it fades out and it doesn't have color and you mm. can still see the outlines on that but it's just like pen drawings like it hasn't been painted yet oh you're it's reading, just a stylistic choice you're reading someone's diary and you're violating them by going through this pretty oh. much well, they a, want to remind you of that that's a different story entirely <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, some kind of chronicle uh well that, that's really, that's really cool I'm really glad that people get to experience this new one and that that uh, fans will also get to a chance to play the first one yeah. uh, one of my favorite strategy games of all time as well that's one of the first things that Tom and I bonded over was the fact that we had both played Valkyria Chronicles um, also I did want to mention that the the mascot for the Valkyria Chronicles series now is this funny little Shiba Inu that I love Look, they is. put us in the old box there Foggy cream his that's name nice. his name is Ragnarok and yeah. he's actually his name is Ragnarok Ragnarok they oh, call him rags crap. for short uh, and I actually had Sega email me about this he is an akita inu not a shiba inu bigger guys as i once tweeted so uh they're very particular about that only you would email sega to make sure that you would get the breed (laughs) they emailed me thank you very much huh (laughs) he did have a big bark yes he did I'm holding out for Valkyria Chronic 2000, starring Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you've, been, you've been sitting on that one since this conversation started, haven't you? I, I actually stopped paying attention to everything everyone was saying. Brian, Brian was just playing Star Wars back in his head for the last <laughs> 10 minutes. Did that whole like escape from Jabba's Palace scene in my mind. Perfect. <laughs> Guys, it's time to play a fun little game on this show that we play every week that I like to call The Question Block. Is that a game? Let's no, hit never. That block. Still not a game. <laughs> With our faces. Uh, Unlock some questions. Mm-hmm. These questions I pulled from the Nintendo uh, Voice Chat podcast forum on Facebook. You can join that podcast forum, and then you can chat about Nintendo with thousands of our dedicated listeners and fans. And we'll us. do that. I'm very active yeah. in there. Yeah. He is. Same. That's true. He does a lot of good posts. Um, Jaska Stoyak asks, do you think the Nintendo 64 Classic is coming this year to compete with the PS1 Classic? So I will say... One thing that didn't make it to the run of show, uh, Nintendo has recently re-upped their patent on the Nintendo 64 controller, which has led to a lot of speculation about mm. the Nintendo 64 Classic. Mm-hmm. Brian, what do you think about this prospect? Uh, I think I think it's completely possible. Um, I don't think it's going to happen this year at all. I, I yeah, think, mm-hmm. I think this year's done. I don't um, think. Yeah, I don't think that this year. I mean, yeah. It, it seems a little too, little too soon, uh, hot on the heels of we, the PS1 Classic. Yeah, or? we've also we've talked about the N64 Classic potential before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tricky one because a lot of that stuff is tied up in expired licenses and third parties um, and stuff that hasn't necessarily aged well. Although I don't really think that's part of the conversation with some of these these mm-hmm. these reevaluated classics. Right. But um, outside of first party stuff, what people think about with, for the N64 is Banjo Kazooie, Goldeneye. It's a lot of rare stuff, so they'd really have to find a way to pull all that stuff in then there's stuff that people think they remember liking like turok which is not good yeah that's <laughs> that's totally fair and i love to kill dinosaurs 
but it's not a good game. As oh. long as it's got Jet Force Gemini, I'm happy. Do you think I don't it's rare? Been? That's yeah. also rare. What really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, dude, yeah. that's like tragic. half the library is rare. Ah, oh. but if you have an Xbox, you can play Jet Force Gemini, a superior version of Jet Force Gemini, because they added uh, right stick uh, controls. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Uh, Okay, so I, I will say we've talked, we, you're right, we have talked about the Nintendo 64 Classic a lot on here, and I think it's a very difficult prospect because, A, the controller itself, I think, would be so pricey to manufacture and ship out, and mm. it's, like, so huge that it would up the price to the point where people, people are already balking at the idea of the PS1 Classic being $100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, granted, we've only seen, what, four games, five games? Five, yeah. Five games announced on that that are not, like, I would not pay $100 based on that lineup right yeah, now. Yeah, and it's still, se- it's selling like crazy either yeah. way, which is pretty nuts yeah. to me. That, um, that that's a little devious, by the way. I, yeah. I appreciate Nintendo sort of being like, here's our lineup. Right. Rather than being like, here's Super Mario, Zelda, and then question mark and for the rest. My more to come later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the N64 I, I think, controllers, they're not that hard to make because the third parties have that license now. Yeah, so you see them true. usually in the $10, $15 range. So I don't think it'd be too Okay, hard. so they are a little bit cheaper. They are huge, though. It's right. a big-ass big Bowser claw. And then, But the idea of like the the controller pack, the rumble pack, like if you want the functionality, the full functionality of a Nintendo 64, mm-hmm. the um, the expansion pack. Ooh, we talking uh, about expansion pack now? Yeah, Ooh. that's right. So I mean, well, they would have, have to have, have Pokemon have it, Stadium, right? right? Like, well, you as well? Yeah, well, yeah. So would they have? They they wouldn't have that. Well, the expansion, no the expansion. I mean, Majora's Mask works. runs on the expansion pack. Yeah. I was Dark I was thinking the of the pack. attachment on the 64 controller, mm-hmm. like the rumble pack yeah, and, and the, the controller pack. The yeah. game, um, the Game Boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So wouldn't they could code that in, right? Right. Well, that's Maybe. what I was gonna say. Is couldn't the N sixty four classic or whatever just have a lot of that stuff built in? Like, why would you release an N sixty four classic that you needed an expansion N sixty four classic expansion <laughs> right. pack for? For right, nostalgia, right? so people can understand what we're no, when, when I played Majora's Mask on Wii U, I didn't have to get an expansion yeah, yeah, yeah. pack for. Huh. Right. But the the rumbling controllers is definitely something to think about, which is what yeah. third party controllers don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that would that would be an issue, but. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of red tape there. I think that's really the big problem about it. Like it's just kind of it's a weird weird system. I also think that in light of the way that Nintendo is rolling out the Nintendo Switch Online lineup, mm-hmm. if there's not a virtual dedicated virtual console coming to Nintendo Switch Online, it doesn't make sense like it's it seems more likely to me that they would put position uh Nintendo 64 games to come to the Switch over building out like a separate like box box but, set. But they can get you to buy both. Yeah, which that's is what they did true. with with with, with the Super NES Mario, with the NES games. We all bought an NES Classic a couple years ago. They relaunched, uh, reprinted them recently, and then uh, we just did it again for Nintendo Online. So, and I've bought Super Mario Brothers forty times now. Yeah, you know? I mean, you're not wrong. If they did, I'm release, definitely wrong. I shouldn't if, do if, that. If they <laughs> did release an N64 Classic, I would buy the hell out yeah, of it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. We're out of time. I hate to say it, but we got to wrap it up. We got to go do a lot of more different work. Yeah. Different kinds of things. Not podcast hosting. That's not it. At least but three different kinds of things. Yeah. Tom's got to go play Valkyria Chronicles. What are you doing after this? I'm doing some wiki writing. Well, yeah. Shocker. Okay. Yeah. Brian, what do you got on the docket? I'm going to play the rest of Return of the Jedi in my mind. There you go. I mean, once you start it, you got to finish it, right? It's a movie. Yeah. Brian <laughs> dies meditating in his chair for the next hour and a half. I'm going to get up to the part where Yoda dies, at least. And, and then shut it off. Is that every time when you were a kid? Um, you just spoiler. Like, yeah. I'm kidding. Well, it's like a do a hard cry outside. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching Nintendo Voice Chat. We are IGN.com's number one Nintendo show, uh, but we're not the only show on IGN. You can also check out Brian on Podcast Beyond. Mm-hmm. And you up can, at noon. And up at noon. You can check out Casey on Game Scoop. Sometimes. Casey's here every week. Tom, where can we see you? Around. Here. You're, you're in some videos. I, you do I just a lot get of PC thrown stuff. into different shows occasionally. Yeah. 
Right on. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on our show today. I'm always happy to be. Thank you guys for being on our show today, as you are most weeks. And thank you guys for watching our show today. And we'll see you next week when you can get the thing. Listen. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.